You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. All right, guys, welcome to our final, well, it's not our final session, our final episode of season eight. It is so crazy that we're here. I feel like I think you said this recently, Angie, but it's like it feels like forever and also like not that long. <laughs> and I it really does. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Like I feel like in some ways we've been working together forever and it also feels like how are we recording this episode mm-hmm. now, which I think is is always a good thing. So anyway, that is what we are diving into today. We are doing the wrap up. I'm going to ask Angie some questions. I'm going to share my experience. She's going to share hers. And this is kind of that you know, most of the podcasts, we don't talk about being on the podcast. And so this is kind of like our opportunity to talk about the fact that it was all recorded and everything like that. So let's dive in. And also, of course, remember to send Angie some love and some thank yous as we wrap this season, because it is not an easy thing to do this. So thank you for being here, Angie. Oh, such a pleasure. And just on that, I just had some really sweet messages on Instagram from different people who listen in and just like people who really have just I mean almost become kind of like friends you know but they just just like hi just listen to this episode and hear what you're going through and it's just really sweet so yeah it's been a pleasure to be here but also it's been really nice to hear from some people that it's relatable and yeah really I'm just glad that that part of it has come to, to fruition as well I feel like people recently, I mean, obviously it's a more recent episode, but the episode I've gotten the most feedback on recently is that one where we like lovingly side named it, the coffee isn't the issue. I feel like people have really been loving that one because it was so relatable. So anyway, that, that is totally to your credit. Okay. So tell us just a bit about like, how has this process been for you? Like, what was it like? Was it similar to what you thought it would be different to what you thought it would be? Actually, I think it was a bit of both so it was different to what I thought it would be in that I genuinely thought (laughs) as I said last week that now I've got somebody to hold me to account that that means all things Mm. are going to happen and I think it's almost like oh well surely the more high profile the coaching scenario the more accountable even more accountable I'm going to be and and presumably it means I'm going to achieve the even more Uh, what's the word not outlandish but kind of the goals that are less that feel less tangible without a coach and without people listening to me yeah so it's like oh yeah I'll have the opportunity to finally achieve those big goals like the book's going to be written and all these courses going to be launched and that's going to be really easy because I'm going to be held to account and so that didn't happen exactly (laughs) in the way that I am just who I am it turns out and what was interesting is that I'm learning about myself is that even in this short, long few months, six months, seven months, I can see how I would have been tempted to say, I probably need a human design coach Mm. or I might need to get to the bottom of this thing. I might also need to join a group program or, oh, I might need to, you know, it's great that I've got a coach. Maybe I should have a mastermind as well. So it's 
just watching my brain make all of the kinds of moves that it makes to make the external thing the reason that I'm not yet able to do the thing that I thought I was going to do has been interesting. But what has been true of the experience, I thought, is that I would be saying things out loud and people would be hearing them and that that would kind of hold me accountable to a certain extent. And to some extent, it has held me accountable to not doing the things I just described. So partly because of everything that was going on when we first met and me having made that investment in a group program and not, you know, getting the results that I'd wanted from that, I've been hyper aware of, okay, so having made that decision and knowing what the situation is and knowing that your job is actually to stick with coaching and to recognise that you wanted one-to-one coaching and this is what the process is, I've just been able to call myself out a lot more on that. Yeah. Like a different type of accountability in some ways yeah. than you were imagining. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, there's a kind of peace also that comes with, which is one of the reasons I'm really pleased that we're still going to be working together, is there's a peace that comes with, yeah, but it's still just me at the end of it. <laughs> so totally. it doesn't like you can stop flailing around looking for external circumstances to try and solve the fact that it's just you that you're going to be dealing with at the end of it and it's going to be me with either doing the thing that I say I'm going to do or not doing the thing that I say I'm going to do and I guess that there's a piece I keep hearing people say particularly your clients actually those who I've heard in other spaces say oh yeah you know Lacey's been my coach for a hundred years or you know that's like Mm. the thing that they talk about more than other aspects of your coaching in a Mm -hmm. way is that they have stuck with it Mm -hmm. and it hasn't really kind of drilled into my head until I've had the opportunity to really watch how easy it is to just yeah stick with something and a million other things at the same time or try to and make that the reason that you're not achieving success yeah totally I mean I think it's so it's so interesting when you were talking a particular client of mine came up for me and she when we first started working together, her big goal was to like travel full time. And she just like really had this very strong belief that like everything in her life and business would be better when she did that. And so I remember when she finally did and she got to that point. And I remember so vividly being on a call with her while she was in this like dream destination and she was just sobbing and was like, it's funny now because we laugh about it now, but it was very real at the moment. Yeah. Was just like, I realized that I took me everywhere I went and that that was the problem all along. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's like a whole statement, right? So true, though. And I think that's kind of what you're saying a little bit, right? Is like we take us to any container, any program, any situation. And so having the support of someone that really knows us and that really like can lean into that, I think is why where it is so valuable to have that long-term support because it's like, you're going with you anywhere. All yeah. of us are. And so I think that that's a beautiful reflection. And I think it helps level set expectations in our industry a bit too, where it's like, yes, of course, great coaching can help you get great results. I think that's true. And I think the idea that it's like this singular thing that gets you results is really damaging, actually. Yeah, and I think it doesn't really allow for the different types of brain and human that there are out there because really, I've really noticed, I've really been watching myself through our conversations and I see how hard I find it to do anything that you tell me to do, not because you're telling me to do it, just because it's like, oh, 
you said record something in Basecamp and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And then I'll get to it. And and I'm like, I am really like that. I'm really noticing how much I'm like that. And one of the things that can happen when I think, and has happened in the past when you are like that, those are your behaviours, but you're the boss of people, mm. is that they just find you really effing annoying. Because <laughs> you said you were going to do it and you haven't fucking done it. And it's just like, what are you like, why are you talking? And I recognise that as a, as a leader, or when I was a leader of people, I can be the kind of person that's like, I can inspire people. And, you know, people will think, oh, this thing's just about to happen. And she's like talking about it. It's going to be great. And then I don't follow up on things and all sorts of things happen in the way. And it takes a very particular person, which is why I always go on about my Katie, who was my PA. Yes. It takes a very particular person to hold you in that and know and, and see you in it and not judge you. Yeah. And then to allow you to, to kind of be your best. Because I think about 50% of what also stands in my own way is the amount of judgment and, you know, oh, I haven't got it right and I didn't do this right that I carry. Yeah. So to have you constantly just being like, yeah, here she is again <laughs> with being her, with a really non-judgmental, really loving, really kind of like, well, we are where we are today presence has made this whole kind of anxiety about progress and how fast things happen mm. and, you know, whether or not I'm falling ahead or behind of deadlines, just turn down several notches. And for me, that feels like the sustainability that we were talking about right yeah. at the beginning. If this is a business for the rest of my life, then I just have to accept that I'm the person running it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we wanted a different boss. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> And if I'm the person running it, then how can I not be an asshole to myself yeah. like, all the time? Because that's not, that's the bit that's actually not sustainable. Oh my god, so so true. I think also also what's so interesting to me is like the I'm going to use the word extreme because I think it's really I don't even think it's dramatic like the extreme expectations we put on ourselves of how much we should be getting done like to me you're running a whole big business with loads of clients you onboarded how many associates 10 um eight eight associates plus a OBM at the time yeah. right plus you launched a summit <laughs> plus plus like in six months you know yeah. like and you took a month off in that too. You know, there's like a lot in there. Like I think that if we stepped outside of our online space craziness, for most businesses, that would be an incredible amount of things mm. yeah. to have achieved in a six-month window of like onboarding an entirely new team, multiple team members, multiple new avenues, a new funnel. Like it's it's so interesting how our space skews all of that, right? It is, and it's so symptomatic of living, breathing, working, swimming in a capitalist patriarchy. I mean, yes. could anything, could we be punishing ourselves any more than yes. we are? As I speak to you, I'm also being a parent, right? right. Minute, and I'm like, I also want to say that in terms of timeline, okay, so, so something really interesting happened this week that made me really reflect on that, how we are holding ourselves to account to a ridiculous level and what was it related to originally <laughs> oh it's just gone completely blank that's huh. that's what happens to me seemingly i'll share a little story that came up there and maybe it'll jog something for you but since my dad passed i've been in grief therapy 
And I love my therapist. And, you know, so often like parenting stuff comes up too, like, cause he passed so close to when I had Bennett. And then, so, so what I was saying to her is that it's really interesting because I think I'm a really great mom, but sometimes I find myself doing that thing of like, but I should be like maximizing every moment with him. Like I shouldn't just be like sitting here. Like I should also be like doing something enriching or like what, like going to get this book. And I was like, and I find that really hard to figure out where I am between the two because I think I'm doing really great. But then I also have that. And she was like, welcome to capitalism and patriarchy. You're never doing enough. You always need to maximize your time. And that's why like both can be true because you're holding this like systemic truth with your own truth of like, I am a great mom. And so I think that's sort of what you're saying is like, you can like live in your own truth, but you also live in the bubble of a bigger like truth isn't obviously quotations here. But I I really just like so deeply get that where like we can be like you did so much and also like it will never feel it's like never enough. enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then add to that your your experience as a black woman too, right? Yeah. I mean, just I remembered what it was when you were yes, talking. Yes. That last year was, uh, I was looking at something astrological and somebody was saying, I was in a workshop and somebody was saying, oh, if you're 47, whatever age I am, it was a 12 year <laughs> And uh, I didn't know this and I didn't know what it really meant. And then it was like, oh, this is meant to be a year where you're kind of really going through it. You're like, mm. you're going through the thick of it. And next year I will be in a first ascendant year or something oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that means that I'd have the opportunity to shape the next 12 years ahead. And so that's like a real kind of butterfly, like, oh, what's coming? you like, what's ahead yeah. now? But this year was meant to be shit, apparently. <laughs> and and was meant to be like the dissolution of the soul and like you're kind of falling apart. And I just sat there and I was in this workshop and I was like, this just doesn't ring true to me. I can't think of anything that's been that bad. And I literally, I mean, apart from the iron thing, that was quite, and then listed like right. 10 right. things that were actually really hard this year. But because of the way that we're conditioned yeah. to just work, 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 and to achieve everything at a high level, it's even impossible for most of us to acknowledge the things that have been really fucking hard. And that is such a sleight of hand of this whole situation is that I can actually sit there and go, a doctor drove to my house to say, (laughs) are you still alive? Banging on your (laughs) door. How bad does it have to be before I met you saying, I don't think I can carry on doing this business. There's so many things that I can't do. I can't carry it all. I just burned thousands of pounds on a coaching program that didn't work at all. That was a nightmare. Like the situation I've had with my son and his dad and all of the kind of stuff that we've been going through around that. Yes. There's been so many things this year that have been really really difficult and just even in the six month period seven month period so it's really I think good to just recognize that not only are we dealing with all of these things and we're dealing with them often with a lot of grace and a lot of skill but also that we don't have to so just because I dealt with it doesn't mean that I have to think oh well next year well, I kind of dealt with a similar level of stuff last year. So that's okay for it to continue. I could even look at it and go, that isn't acceptable. And I don't want anywhere near that much stuff. So yeah, I'm sort of (laughs) emerging from the shock of my own mind. Yes. (laughs) I think that that is so, so helpful and so telling. And that, that rides right along with what we were talking about with the 
like extreme expectation where it's like all of that happened and you should have gotten more done and you should like, it's like wild what we're putting ourselves through and living with it. And, you know, I, I think that in some ways our generation of mothers is the luckiest in many ways because of the freedom we have, the ability we have to build businesses in the way we do. And I also think it's the hardest for us in mm-hmm. so many ways too because of so much of what you're saying where it's like the expectation is do it all. Do absolutely everything. Yeah. Do it super, super well. And then also like add social media onto it where then you're supposed to show people how well you're doing it and all. Like it's so extreme. But like 11 at night when you're yeah. <laughs> really ready to show the world the great food that you cooked for your child and like all the fun things you've done. I mean, I wanted to share this with you anyway, but you know, we've been talking about the summit and we've been talking about the fact that that was just another full-time job I added and the conference which has been the kind of like this is where I'm going to go and you know meet people and tell them what I do and you know all that and the conference is in Malaysia and so I'm flying out on Sunday and the summit is this week on Friday and Saturday so (laughs) (laughs) who in the world schedules like how oh, in the world? How? How in the world does that brain go? It's fine. It will be fine. That will work out. Yeah. So there's the sort of constant background of sabotage that I have to watch for myself because of productivity, because yeah. we've got to squeeze everything in, because, you know, I've said I'm going to do things and I've got to make it happen. That I think is actually testament to your coaching. I think it's actually catching up with, I think it's the old me catching. <laughs> yeah. Is that the right way around? The new me catching up with your whatever. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? I know. You. There's still like habits that have been left over from the old way that yeah. I find myself dealing with in my actual diary, <laughs> 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 which I think will will eventually melt away. But then you think, okay, so she's going on this conference to Malaysia, and how nice! And I've booked like a really nice hotel, and I'm gonna enjoy being in the conference and talking to people because I like talking and all of that stuff and I feel quite well prepared and I'm doing a workshop there as well and they've just asked me to host a round table so there's loads of opportunities to meet people so lovely and who doesn't want to go to you know a really nice destination well the mother whose yeah, child was okay. crying on the way to school today saying yeah. I'm gonna really miss you and the thing is is that I really worry that you're gonna die in a plane crash and then we'll be so far away and the only person that really means anything to me is you and the world and blah blah blah, blah. so that's who doesn't really want to then go on a work trip oh my god that is fucking gutting oh. it's like, there's no there's no like part of any yeah. of this that then just becomes easy because yeah but now you get to go to Kuala Lumpur yeah there's just no part of it and I cannot communicate to the world strongly enough that we need to we need to recognize this in the lives of so many working humans but also mothers yeah because it is never ending it's like the most wonderful and amazing job but I don't know many people who have an experience of it that is in any way instagrammable (laughs) Totally. Oh my God. Totally. Or that doesn't come with those moments of just being so torn between two things that it is just uh, like excruciating. Yeah. It's a very wonderful thing, isn't it? To be a mum. And I feel like I have an incredible gift in the, in the bond that I have with my son. Yeah. And it's a gift that means I can never quite detach 
my experience from his experience. Never quite. I just can't. You can't. So mm-hmm. there's always a kind of background noise to everything I do, whether it's working in a 12-hour day, whether it's going abroad to do something, whether it's just traveling to London to do something. There's always a tinge of, oh, my fulfillment in this role, in this work in the world is compromising his happiness. And that doesn't mean that we don't do things. And that doesn't mean that it's a constant state. And that doesn't mean, because we've all seen films, like all of us parents have seen films where people grow up and then, you know, in the film they go, oh yeah, but mum, I always really liked that I had a working mum and I was so proud of you. Totally. (laughs) We're all imagining that day when our own child is going to say that to us. But in the moment when they're saying, I don't want you to go because I'm terrified that something's going to happen to you, it doesn't feel like you're going to get there. (laughs) Totally. It's so interesting. It makes me think of this. I'm pretty sure there was like a whole documentary on him and he's actually like quite problematic, but I think this quote is good. Um, (laughs) Don't quote me, but it's, it's an Osho quote and he talks about how basically like, you know, if the, if the top of the tree and the branches are like your expanse of like your happiness and your joy and your fulfillment, it means the tree has to have deep roots. Mm. So like, basically saying like you have to be willing to experience all of the hard stuff and go really, really deep on it. And that's the yeah. only thing that gives you like the extreme joy. And obviously nothing but motherhood conceptualizes that better, you know, of the extremes where it's like so good it hurts kind of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. And I think that you sharing that is really helpful here because I think it's also like you and most of us mothers are, we're trying to parent like we don't have a business and mm. then run a business like we're not parents, right? Mm, 100%. I'm sure I've heard that somewhere. I'm sure that was not mine, but I, I think it is so I true. Love it if it's yours or anybody, whoever it is, I think it's, it's really, it's really true. And there's also, I don't know how many people have the experience, but I love working. Yeah. I mean, Same. I love it. Yeah, I just love it. I actually got a little bit like, oh, I'm going to go into, like, I get into my office and I'm like, oh, like the whole morning stretching ahead with my computer and my stuff. Like, I really feel good about working. Yeah. So I haven't ever been somebody who wanted to, who could tangibly describe the things that I would want to do with my son in the times that I'm at work. It's not like I think, Right now, I wish that I was building this particular Lego thing with yes, them. Yes, like that's yes. like you know where you've got a tangible that you're like, yeah. I I have more of a a generic deep sense of wanting to be with him. Yeah. So like, oh, I just want to cuddle him right up, and I just want him in the room, and I just want him around, and that's kind of that's really hard to to admit in the world somehow because I think you're meant to feel, or certainly for me, there's a lot of judgment that I have had, that others have had about me, about that desire for the tangible with my child not really being there. I can't ever really articulate it. I can just say that I have a, I just want him around. <laughs> oh my God, I identify with that so much. Yeah. I want him, I want, to be, I want to know he's safe. I want to know that he's, you know, well, I, I want to do all of the kind of pastoral well-being stuff for him. But in a different way, I, I want to work in my business and that's just a different exercises so they compete for the same time yeah. even though they're very different things and does that make sense oh my god 
it's Completely. like it's not a straight compromise like if I wasn't doing that then I would be doing this if that makes sense absolutely and it's also not like I think there's such an interesting judgment I guess I would say in our society like it's like if a mother has to work oh my gosh of course you have to yeah. work to take care of your yeah. family if a mother admits that she loves working or chooses to work there's like a whole other thing around that yeah. yeah and then when you do admit that then it's almost like but you can't also admit that you want to be with them because then just fucking be with them like and so I think you get yeah. really backed into a corner with some of mm. that where it's like you and I hear what you're saying which is like I I both like deeply want to be near him because it's fucking biological right yeah, yeah. and like this human that I am outside of my connection to him likes to work and enjoys other things and it's really hard to hold the nuance of both of those in our society without a lot of judgment around it yeah I mean it, it really is and I, I think that in many ways my desire to work for obviously it's fueled by my desire to work but there is a you know I've talked about before desire to interrupt poverty and generational poverty and to really change the trajectory of his life and a lot of that is also because I can then foresee doing exactly the things I like doing with him which is hanging out with nothing tangible yes (laughs) yes yes yes. being Mm. places with him and being around him and what you know my favorite thing is actually to watch him having a really great time with his friends and to be around that's like yeah that's my my deepest joy is watching him in the world yeah totally and not I don't necessarily have to be the person that is doing the provision of the entertainment or the exchange so there is a connection between why I work and what I feel like the outcome will be for us. But I I think you're right. I think there's not only judgment about liking work, not wanting to be loads of people, probably people who are listening to this also don't like being with their children. Like women aren't really allowed to say that, but like really don't, they don't want to be with their children all day, every day. They love their children, but they don't want to be with them all the time. And lots of mothers I know don't like playing. They've never liked playing. They find it really uncomfortable to yeah, play. They don't yeah. know really how to play with their kids. That's completely judged as com- totally. like completely unacceptable. And particularly when it's matched with skill at work. So yes, then it's like, exactly. oh, so you can choose to do that one, but you can't choose to do that particular thing. And I think women are also really tough on women yeah, about all absolutely. of this stuff. I think we want to feel like we're doing the right thing as mothers. I think that's like such a core desire. And so when we see someone else doing it differently, it rubs that so hard. Like it's like, so I think that's why we're like so quick to like attack or judge each other is because what it ultimately means is am I doing it right? And like that you can't be a mother and have a greater desire than to do right by your child. It's like literally built into your body, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was um, talking to somebody about this, this is slightly off topic, but on the motherhood front, somebody was saying to me, oh, have you ever thought about the amount of, like when people split up, the amount of judgment that a woman will get if she's with a a male partner in a a relationship and she leaves Mm. the children with a male partner and like that's considered, that's when, you know, people will say like she must be, must be something wrong with her. Oh, absolutely. Does she have mental health problems or she's, or she's really like a really bad person or there's just no, <laughs> there's nothing in our entire fabric of our society that can understand that. Yes. 
That's so true. As a decision for women. So I think we're still working with a deficit, aren't we, of how people view what women are supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I think there's, there's more complexity. I really feel in my late 40s now of I want to work. I probably, I definitely don't know the limits of that. So I enjoy it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like somebody who enjoys red wine then. So then I don't know. Like, <laughs> apart from then waking up the next day and going, oh, I think maybe the last glass was too much. <laughs> that was one too many. <laughs> it's not quite under control. So I, I think there's still that in my, you know, at this age for me now, it's like, not just this age, but this season of my life is also, yeah. you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it so much that In you can wake up tomorrow and like have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. It's so true. It's like yeah. it's like with anything, right? Like any good thing can still be too much of a good yeah. thing. And I think it's like even like the child thing that you were saying, like you could have the best time in the world with your child and all day can still be too much of a good thing. Or like yeah. right, you can have the best time working yeah. and until midnight can still be too much of a good thing. And I think it's it is really hard to find those lines, especially when we're our own boss, especially when we have our own business, especially when as an entrepreneur, the to-do list is full and never ending. There's not a, oh, and this is done kind yeah. of moment ever. I think something though that you've really shed this this last six months. I mean, tell me if this feels true for you. Cause I think you were saying it before in a different way too, but it's like more of you wants the balance than doesn't. Yeah, more of definitely. you approves of the balance that doesn't. More of you gives yourself that. Sometimes still with judgment, but still gives yourself that. Then not like you've really, really flipped the balance there of yeah. like how much approval. Like I think at the beginning you were kind of like, I have no approval of myself for taking downtime or needing space or not having enough energy. And I feel like you've really moved into, I mostly approve of this. I mostly want this. I'm mostly taking action toward this. A hundred percent. And honestly, Lacey, I couldn't have done this without you. I mean, it's, Mm. it's been really transformative. And I know, I don't think I tell you that. Like I also see those I always see your stories and like client feedback and it's always real. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't send it. Like I literally haven't said it. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. It's just not like how I, I feel. And one of the things, one of the biggest shifts has been approving of myself having the time that I need. Yeah. I mean, that's just massive. And yes, I have backed a virtual summit against a trip, but... Thought we you did make that decision quite some time ago. <laughs> yes. Old her is dealing with is the culprit, <laughs> and actually this week, the rest of the week, I've had one session a day, uh, and the whole of the rest of the day has been clear. And I had booked in things. I had some meetings that were you know hangovers from a while back, where I thought the week looks quite clear, and I thought no, this weekend is going to be massive. So my VA's just cleared everything <gasps> from the diary, and yes. I felt nothing. Yeah, like no, yes. and partly because. I don't see that inbox either. So I don't feel the guilt of their response. I don't like cutting the cord on my availability for some of those conversations, I think is the most important thing that will continue to move that on because my proximity to people influences me so much because I'm a a people pleaser. So that's really key. I 
continued on blocking out holidays. They're blocked out until end of 2024. Yes. All the oh school holidays. Like the that. first thing I did was to go in and go, when are after school holidays and put them all in my calendar and they're all clear. So I feel like, oh, that's the first wave of yeah. defense is I have those days and I have those holidays in my diary. I think the other thing around that's that's been huge this year and again when that woman was saying oh you know this is the year of dissolving your previous <laughs> self and reforming yourself and I was like I don't know what you're talking about I haven't <laughs> seen any evidence of that I thought then oh how about well, all of those opportunities that you now take to say oh no I don't do it for that price yes. I'm not speaking at that event I've got some people the other day I just said I don't do that but I can recommend some people that that do because the person who started this this call with me said just said, oh, I thought I'd give you the opportunity to just um, tell us what you can do. So we're speaking to a number of people. And I'm like, speak to a number of people then. I don't do that work. Here are some other. And she was kind of genuinely a bit flustered and like, oh, okay. You're not going to pitch yes. me. Thought, oh, oh, my no. God. I no. love that. And that's a huge thing for me because this yeah. is my life's pattern. Yes. But <laughs> so I had a surprise for you. That <laughs> is <revelation>. so... <laughs> Freaking awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's massive. Did it feel so good in your body? It feels unbelievably good. Yes. It's actually starting to feel good to cancel meetings and to say, I'm afraid I'm not able to do it because I've got a really busy week. So I used to say to school leaders when I was like, working with new school leaders, I did this whole, this whole thing about difficult conversations and I would like had a little module about it and wrote a chapter of a book about it. People would always say, I really hate it. Parents who are angry and screaming at me mm. and I get really nervous. And I was like, okay, you can get to the point if you use the exercises that I give you where you actually enjoy those conversations. And people were like, how is that ever going to happen? And if I apply that to what's happening now, I'm in that phase of beginning to enjoy. Yeah. Because you enjoy them because it's like, it's a kind of a positive friction inside you of like, oh, I'm pushing myself to do something, to behave in ways that I don't usually behave. Totally. And it feels really good. It feels like every time I do it, I'm gaining something. It's so much self-trust. Like you're backing <sighs> yourself, right? Like you're like, I have my own back, which is like so fucking soothing yeah. to the nervous yeah. system. Yeah. And before we re started recording, I promised Lacey that I had a surprise for her. It's not really a surprise, but it's just an, <laughs> I had a little anecdote that I desperately wanted to share with you. Yes, because I wanted you to hear the, like, the depth of people pleasing that I have been doing. And I just wanted you to acknowledge and, and just, you know, witness that you're, you've done an amazing job <laughs> helping me to say no to people yeah and I was reminded of the people I was I was shown evidence rather of the people pleasing the other day day before yesterday where <laughs> I was using chat GPT <laughs> to oh my god me write something. <laughs> were you like people pleasing chat GPT oh my god and I actually were. I actually my body went how can I tell chat GPT that this isn't right <laughs> GBT. I mean, come on. And I was like, I can't, I can't keep saying that this is wrong. I can't keep saying this. Like, this is you're not understanding what I'm. I don't know how else to say. It. And I fit, and I could, I literally felt 
full body guilt. And I couldn't even type the sentence. <laughs> like, I couldn't even type the sentence. This was not what I was looking for. <laughs> I couldn't do it. So it just, it was like, suddenly, all of this stuff was just shown in, like, in sharp relief of, I am actually afraid of pissing off artificial intelligence. That's how deep it is. That is yeah. Like, and that's just conditioning. That's just it is. Yeah. decades of conditioning or generations of conditioning. So I just wanted to share that with you so that you could see how this is not a small thing of like, oh, you know, just tell them that you're not going to work for that price. Yeah. Me yeah, yeah, saying yeah. those things is massive because I am a woman so who can't tell chat DPT that I don't like that sentence. <laughs> I feel like you started this conversation by saying you were excited that we were continuing to work together. And now I feel like you should be quite unexcited because I'm going to tease you about that endlessly. <laughs> but also like, like truly seeing you in that because I think that that is the perfect example of how you know it has nothing to do with like your brain or like thinking about things in a different way. It is it is fully a body thing yeah. where like you are just like, this is dangerous. Like pissing yeah. off anyone, even AI, is truly unsafe. And so yeah. to be really relearning what safety is, to be relearning that safety is actually saying no is like, it's like the work of a lifetime really, you know? Yeah, yeah. I am going to hazard a guess that somebody listening to this podcast is also running scared of AI. <laughs> they, they're just like, I'm not even using it because what if I missed it off? <laughs> oh, it's just fascinating, isn't it? Really? Yes. Yeah. But that's is. a huge, it's a shift that I just, again, just really want to thank you for. There's been so many different things. And really, as a, if I look over the six, seven months, there has been standing up to an organization, you know, like a, a big coaching yeah. company and saying, I'm pissed off about this and I want my money back. And there has been being witness standing up to it. And then there has been standing up to in my personal life, making yeah. a really like, a, you know, a huge stand for something that has completely shifted the dynamic that I had previously been operating with. And it's a dynamic I've been operating with in my personal life with that particular person for a long time, but yeah. also that echoed other versions of that that have existed before. So it is a transformational year, not just in the in the way that I'm dealing with clients, you know, just a little bit, but there are, I think there are huge ramifications for the work that I'm doing now. I think it's, and I think we said this last week, this is the work that sows the seeds for sustainability is how yeah. many times I can say no and how many times I can stand up for myself and how many times I can not open emails that I don't need to open and how you know, like all of those things yeah. are really the things, not how many new leads I've got because I haven't gotten hardly any <laughs> in the last six months or how yeah. you know, it wasn't like it hasn't been a generating period. Yes. But I do feel like it's been a cleaning house period and a kind of this is the foundation from which to build period, which is, just feels really good. I think that that's so important. It's such a good, like one of the questions I was going to ask you with this conversation was so much better is like, what do you want everyone to know? And I feel like that is such a, an important takeaway where sometimes the way we think growth is going to look or what we think it will take to grow or what we think it's supposed to look like to grow 
is never what it actually is or what it Mm. actually takes, right? Yeah. And usually it's incredibly confronting what it takes. And so we would much rather it be external accountability or a different strategy or a great summit or like insert whatever thing. Yeah. But most of the time, what it takes to like grow and be a thought leader and have exposure and visibility and like be a CEO and all of that is like really personal and really confronting. And I think that you did the personal and confronting thing when it would have been so easy not to. And I think that's something to give yourself so much credit for. But I also think that's what everyone can take away from this season a bit too, is that like you were saying, this is the stuff that ripples out to all the other things versus ending this being like, well, you're still working all the time and burnt out and saying yes to everything. But you know, at least you have leads. Like that ain't it, right? Like that is not it. 100% and I think even knowing you know when we first started working together it's even as nuanced as you said to me at the beginning you know we really need to get some systems in place so that you're not the person who's doing everything and you need help in the business that's been like the one of the main focuses for our work so that I'm not burnt out and so that we can scale things yeah and that sounds like okay so when she has systems and people then, then it's solved. But of course, the work was actually, she's got the fucking systems of the people. She can't even stop opening her emails. She can't trust yeah. the people to do the work. She can't actually hand over the work. Like, yeah. really, the work is not has not been onboarding or putting in place the systems. It's part of the work. It's the easy part of the work, it's the easy really. Part of the work. Yeah. yeah. The bit that's hard, that you, as you say, that has been so confronting and that has taken me I mean, I think this is a good moment to reveal that it's taken me until now, until the end of last week, to hand over those inboxes. That is the real work. That is the work. It sure is. It sure freaking is. Yes. Uh, I love that. So, well, if you want to add anything to what you want everyone to know, although I think you just gave us like a whole masterclass, so don't feel like you need to. But in terms of like what's next for you and how they can find you, I would love for you to just share all of that too because I know you have – I know it yeah. is taking longer than you want it to, but it I is. also know you have big <laughs> things coming. And so please yeah. make sure they yeah. know how to get to all of them. Yeah. So I can be found on Instagram at Angela M. Brown with an E on the end. And that's probably where I'm hanging out most on social media, although a little bit on LinkedIn. And you can find all things Being Luminary at beingluminary.co.uk. We're running the summit this week and what I'm really hoping and lots of the work of the summit has been around making sure that I'm also building a bridge from what has been my bread and butter, which is working with education towards other sectors. And, you know, particularly it's turned out the coaching industry, because that's kind of where certainly our relationship started in that that moment where we were looking at the coaching industry. So there's been an iron in the fire that has not yet come out of the fire. And that is the ethical coach, which I'm really committed to doing at some point when there is energy and space but the other thing that I'm really excited about is my next program which is the luminaries which is coming out next year and and every day that I just also just want to you know it's an iron in the fire but also every day that it sits in the fire it just gets better and better so I feel like oh yeah it gets ever juicier it gets ever more clear the curriculum is refining and I'm giving myself the grace also to know that I 
I do really good work and it comes out in the way that it comes out and it will be great when it comes out just as the Being Luminary programme was just as the mastermind that I run has been so if folks are interested in the luminaries it's going to be for all people service providers coaches consultants uh, people who are leaders in any kind of organisation and really it's an opportunity to bridge what we think are ethical practices with our commitment to creating a better world and making organisations and the work that we do safe for the people that we work with. I think it's my life's work. So yeah, yeah I'd love it if people connected with me or continue yeah. and continue to connect with me on social media because it's just been really nice to meet people in your constellation, Lacey. And I hope that continues. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I am just... Oh. I'm so grateful to you. I'm so grateful for this season. I I know we shared this at the beginning, but you know, there was like this whole conversation we had of like, are we sure we're the right fit? And I know I was a little hesitant on being like, are you sure? Do I have the right skill set? And like, it just, uh, Sabrina will take 100% credit for this. So we might as well give it to her. <laughs> so you're welcome, right now. <laughs> like, all the credit goes to you. But it has just been like, so, so amazing and so much better yeah. than I could have expected. And just it was exactly what I think was the message that needed to get shared this season. And I'm just so grateful to you for doing that. And for, I mean, you have come just so open. Like it, like we were just talking about, it's like, it's the confronting work. And so not only were you doing that, but you were doing it live on a podcast, which is just a bitch, really. <laughs> I mean, it, there's no other way to say that. So I just want to tell you, I love you. And I thank you for I that so much. Too. Yeah, thank you so much for everything. And uh see you for the uh for the easy sessions. Yes, for our, we Angie and I were saying <laughs> we, we got sessions. easy ones coming now. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love you. Everyone connect with Angie. She is as magical as she seems on here. And just thank you guys all for listening and for being here with us. All right, bye guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business but are short on time, then you are going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.